welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Thank you for the words I'm about to utter to your people. I pray that though they might be my words, let them contain your word to your people. Anoint my lips with coals of fire and let me declare your word in simplicity and in great understanding to your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Celebrate God with a good clap. So, I'm preaching on the subject, the greatest principle in soul winning. The greatest principle in soul winning. And um, get ready. If one day I send you a message that all men meet me here or all women meet me here, it means that we, are, we have some special appointment. And then uh, if you like, you can come. If you like to, you can stay home. But I'm preaching today on the subject, the greatest principle in soul winning. How many of us, do you know that about 99% or 95% of Christians wish they were so winners? Who is here that doesn't desire that one day he will win a soul for the Lord? Everybody wishes that every Christian has a great desire or a wish that he could win souls like how people talk about. I was talking to this person and all of a sudden the person began crying and then the person turned on to the Lord and the Lord has used the person. I'm so happy for it. And when you hear such testimonies, you wish that you want to. It's not that people are not winning souls not because they don't want to. They really want to. And by you and I know that wishes are not horses. If wishes were horses, like Charlie, some of you, I will not be able to even greet you because the way you, some of your wishes are high. You want to be richer than King Solomon. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be more respected than Queen Elizabeth. That is one of your wishes. Yeah. But you know, we have overlooked the greatest principle for soul winning. Many believers, many of us have overlooked it. And we walk in church every day. We walk in the kingdom every day. And people are walking by us Instead of them receiving eternal life, they are all walking into hell. But sin must not take somebody to hell. Sin can take somebody to hell if that person does not encounter Christ. Because his sins have been forgiven by the blood. But if you and I don't engage in personal evangelism, Personal evangelism has left the Christian church. Yes. Most of us got born again through personal evangelism. Somebody spoke to you about Christ. It was not in a crusade. 
most people by statistics got born again because somebody spoke to him, somebody guided him, somebody made sure that he kept going to church and explaining the scriptures to the person. But when we become born again, we leave the work of winning souls to some people. But God has given us all the ministry of reconciliation, bringing back the lost to their father, bringing back the lost to where they belong, bringing back the lost to the family of God. And I pray that in the month of June, your test, your test, your hunger for souls will be lifted up to the next level. I thought you would say amen. Can you project for me the poem that was read in the announcement? It's a poem that touched me so much. And I gave it to them to read it. Give me the poem. It's, it has an old English structure. So I met a soul today by Neal Pollard. A lonely soul was crying out for someone to direct their mind to know the will of God. But I chose to deflect. An edgy soul was acting out intimidating and coarse. Yet they were searching for the truth. I recoiled with too little remorse. A hopeful soul was reaching out and attended our worship service. But I was busy. Too much to do to connect. Plus, I was nervous. That is because we have neglected the greatest principle about soul winning. And I will show you this morning. A hurting soul in time of loss crossed my path today. I felt so bad that he was grieved. But still, I hurried on my way. A lost soul was needing Christ. She is destined for eternity. Every sinner is destined for eternity. But they will not enter into eternity until you and I go and sell the evangel to them. The evangel is the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. That Christ died for us so that we will not die. He died in our place so that we don't die. For the wages of sin is death. May you not make a sinner somewhere be paid the wages of sin because you did not witness to the person. I thought you say amen. Say, I was busy, nervous, no zeal for her. Guess I was too caught up in me. I was too concentrated on myself. I was thinking too much of myself. What do people think about me? Wouldn't I look stupid before them? Wouldn't I look like I don't have anything to do. And interestingly, in my Christian work, I've realized that many rich people don't go for evangelism. Hey, it's true. Yes or no? Yeah. They, they, they don't go like... But that's why I'm teaching this. I'm going to show you something that you don't necessarily need to join evangelism, but wherever you are, you can dispense the message of the gospel because forever, oh Lord, you must be a natural soul winner. Are you here with me? So the next soul that I come upon, Lord, may I try with zeal to share your grace and teach your word and your matchless love 
reveal. Hallelujah. Can a quiet, a seemingly quiet, can an average Christian, can a Christian who doesn't like talking, can a Christian who is timid become a soul winner? Can the average Christian in church become a tool that the Lord can use? Yes, the answer is yes. God can use you no matter how quiet you are. No matter how timid you think you are. God can use you if we return to the greatest principle of soul winning. You, you have nothing to say. You have nothing. You don't have what it takes to win a soul. You. I don't have it. But in the greatest principle of soul winning, we will discover who has it. Because there is nothing you can offer to a sinner that he can believe. Except it is wrapped up in that greatest principle. So now that, that greatest principle is that in order to be an effective soul winner, you must learn to work with the Holy Spirit. Yes. You must learn to work with the Holy Spirit. You must know that the agency of the work of God on earth is the Holy Spirit. He is the soul winner. He is the reaper. He is the one working on behalf of heaven. So we cannot go on the field without his help, his enablement, his influence, his leadership, his inspiration. You see, we don't go out because we don't know what to say. Yes or no? Do I have a witness here? Yeah. You don't, you don't, you're afraid that you don't know what to say. And that was the poem. And it's true, you don't have anything to say. <laughs> it's true. You don't, there is nothing about your story from your background that can save another soul. Except what the Holy Ghost inspires in your heart to say. So we must learn to work with the Holy Spirit. So Acts chapter 1 verse 5. Jesus. John was speaking to them that he baptized them into. Um, you are bapt for, for John truly baptized you. So Jesus was telling them that they are used to one part of baptism. Okay. So even Aquila and Priscilla had to teach Apollos about the baptism of the spirit. Apollos was a great orator in preaching, but he had never heard about the baptism of the Spirit. And because Jesus was with the disciples, they didn't see how deficient they were. They were very deficient. They got to know when Jesus died for a short period. They ran to hide. So Jesus was telling them, after his resurrection, that John indeed had baptized you with water. But you see, not many days from now, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with power. Because without the Holy Ghost, the church would have died, though Jesus started it. But in the programming of God, another of the same kind, Alos, another of the same kind, 
another. So God, the, the Father initiates it with love. God, the Son comes to establish it. And God, the Holy Spirit, must come to move the ministry. Must come to work amongst God's people. So Jesus said, that I'm going. But the Father is sending another of my time. And when that one comes, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with power. In verse number 8, the Bible said that, And ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So, you see, the Holy Spirit is something that most of us have not gotten used to. He is a person. He's not a smoke. He's not just a fire. He's not oil. He's a person. He's a personality. So, when you read, um, let's say, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Peter was talking about his calling. And he said that he was elected by the foreknowledge of the Father, number one. And then through the sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience, number two. So you see that the Spirit of God has a great part to play in our lives. And then by the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. When you read um, First Kings, First Corinthians chapter 3 verse, let's say 17. The Bible said, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So you cannot, we cannot live this life without the Holy Spirit. You can live this life without your biological father. You can live this life without your biological mother. You can live with this life without any help from your biological family. But you cannot live the Christian life without the help of the Holy Spirit. The same way we cannot reach out to the lost in our own methods, in our own tricks, in our own plans. No, it takes the Holy Spirit to draw men unto himself. So you are not going to win the soul. You are just going to make yourself available as a tool, as a vessel for the Holy Spirit to use. I remember a funny clip that came earlier somewhere eight, eight years or seven years ago where an evangelist was standing by the road and Charlie, he was wild to win a soul. Who has watched it? A quite a tall evangelist. He was wild. He had determined to win a soul. Yeah. Yesterday when we met Clement, Roland told him that, hey, don't tell us that you don't have dress. We, are bring, we will bring you dress. So this evangelist was standing by the road and then this guy was coming and the evangelist had determined that by all means this one, I have to win him. So he was there, Charlie. He prepared himself. He tried to win the guy. The guy was swerving. He would say this, the guy was, and the guy was walking and say, hey, you don't know. For the past five years, I and my wife and my children are the only members of my church. You have to be one. He put the Bible down he took off the suit, number one. Took another one, number three, two, four, five, six, nine dresses. He's coming to fight the guy. You have to be born again. You have to be born again by force. No, 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 no. Not by might. Not by power. But by my spirit. Say it the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the agency of soul winning. He is the secret why when you begin to talk to someone, 
Though the person is in a hurry to go somewhere, 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 the person just gets time for you. He is the one working, not you. If you can get this principle and you can partner with the Lord. So that's song, from fellowship to partnership, God and I, we can change the world. Yeah. When we become born again, we enter into fellowship and then we partner with the Lord. The sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So as you walk to the person and you begin to speak, it's not you. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Look at the kind of life you are. Not you will be, you are if you are born again. It's there. Look at it. Give me the message version. You think you are living, you are not the one living. It's Christ that is living in you. That is the life you have. He said, Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do to do it. I identified myself completely with him. I indeed I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. And I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine. But it is lived by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So the old King James will say, for I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I live in my flesh, I live it by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that is the life you have. The, the life you have now is not from your ancestral background. If you become born again, your ancestors change. And that is the message you have to send across to the next man who has no hope in life. I'm not talking about riches. There are many rich people who go to hell. And there are many poor people who go to hell. Not because they were destined to go to hell. Look at what Paul, uh, Peter said when I quoted. First Peter chapter 1 verse 2. His calling was elected by the foreknowledge of the father. That man, that woman, that girl, that lady, that young man is not destined to go to. He's not a bad man. And it's not good people that go to heaven. It's righteous people that go to heaven. Yeah. They are not talking about good works. They are talking about righteous people. And it is the work of the Holy Spirit that will work through us to reach out to the lost. I thought you were clapping. So we see a timid Peter. Peter was very timid. Even he could not defend his stand with Christ before a little girl. When the little girl said, you, you were part of them. I said, no, 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 no. Three times he denied Christ. But on the day of Pentecost, after Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost came to them on the upper room, and they began to speak in tongues because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in, in, in the verse 14, Peter stood up and began to preach the word with all boldness. By the time he finished preaching in the verse 41, 3,000 people have been added to the church. Look, anything the Lord has called you to do, you can do it not by your might, 
if you can rely on the spirit. Some of you can sing. Some of you can preach. Some of you can do mighty things for the Lord. Some of you are being called to become business, wild business gurus. Some of you, God is calling you into big, big things, into big projects. The Lord is preparing you and you look at the vision and you look at yourself. When you look at the vision and you look at yourself, you are bought the vision. But when you look at the vision and you look at the provider of the vision, you will say that with my God I will leap over the walls and with my God I will run through the truth. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that after this morning you will not see yourself in your own strength but you will see yourself in the might of the Holy Spirit. Give the Lord a good clap offering someone. Give the Lord a clap someone and celebrate him. Celebrate the Lord. He is able. He is able to deliver. He is able to deliver. Yesterday I read the scripture. I've forgotten where it is. He said that salvation will come for Israel out of Zion. May the church become the solution in our days. May the solutions of the world emanate from the church in the name of Jesus. And may you be one of the vessels that the Lord will use to bring a solution into this world in any area of academia, in any area of career. May the Lord locate you as a vessel of glory and as a vessel to be used for transformation in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Celebrate God with a clap. The Holy Spirit is the harvester of souls. The Spirit can turn you into a great soul winner. Yes, he can. I have witnessed to many people. I've done dumb broadcasts before. In this area, I've done dumb broadcasts. We have done street to street evangelism. We have entered into snit flats. Sakumono snit flat. Preach to people from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Every weekday. We have preached in buses. We have preached in schools. Song winning is a natural part of the believer. And it's not like after preaching, I go and hide in caves. I still go to school. And I'm now also a professional. And I'm working. So it's not like, let's put it aside. Later we'll come. No, it's part of your life. Peter was a professional fisherman, but he was, a, he was winning souls. Paul was still a tent maker whilst he was preaching. So I know I'm preaching to professionals who are very busy. But soul winning is not specific for a group of people. If you are working in a bank or working in an IT firm or working in a petroleum firm or working in an audit firm or whatever, you are exempted. Those who don't have job. No, that's not what the Bible said. That's not what the Bible said. We are all called to become light for people that sit in darkness and may you take up that responsibility in the name of Jesus most of our soul winning attempts have failed because we did it without the help of the Holy Spirit yeah you cannot prepare enough to win a soul <laughs> pastor you know since you declared it the last time I'm giving myself 60 days to mow the Bible who told you you are going to preach a sermon? Matthew to John. 
Victor. Luke chapter 3, verse 1 to 25. country will be We don't win so like that. And that is why I'm preaching this sermon. The greatest principle to soul winning. If God can, can use the voice of a donkey to communicate, if God says I can command stones to praise me, huh? You don't need to go to Bible school to evangelize. Amen. Amen. For some of us, it was our colleague students on campus who converted us. Were they in Bible school? No. When we don't allow the Holy Spirit to do his work, the results of our evangelism become fruitless. It is the Holy Spirit that does the conviction of the words we speak not us. You can never convict anybody. Charles Finney will enter into a factory and everybody there will start crying because their sin becomes magnified before them and they are convicted. It's not him. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit that is with them. That was with Charles Finney. There is no way, John chapter 16 verse 8, there is no way you can convict somebody of a sin. Who are you? What power do you have? It takes God himself to convict me. He said, and when he is come, talking about the Holy Spirit, take us back a bit. Maybe verse 7. Quickly. Have 12 minutes to end. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. That means it is good. It is better. A yes, I make up. It's good that I'm going. For you that I go away. So sometimes, some going away is good. When some people walk out of your life, it's very good. Are you here? Yeah. When some people depart from your life, it's very good. They say, it is good, it's better for you that I go. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin, NLT, for that. Mm. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. There is coming a judgment. One day you will hear your last call as the prophet had his last call yesterday. The last call Come home. That, that invitation does not seek your opinion. But this invitation I'm talking about seeks your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. This invitation, come unto me, all ye that labor, and I will give you rest. It seeks your opinion. You can choose to, but the last call. Come home. Come home. That one, no opinion. <laughs> You, you have to come. <laughs> so he will convict us of sin, number one. Then, of course, he will teach us God's righteousness. He will let us grow. So the born again experience brings just, justification. Immediately you give your life to Christ, you are justified before the Lord. But it doesn't bring perfection. Are you here? It doesn't bring perfection. The way you think is still like, like that. 
What you know is still like that. If you're a fan of Shatawale, all his song is still there. It will not go away. If you're a fan of Celine Dion, it's still there. If you used to watch pornography, it will still be there. But you have been justified and yet not perfect. Now, through the work of the Holy Spirit in you, and through certain rules and governance, when you are being led through, so God gives you many things to help you grow in him. Yes, you cannot grow in the Lord alone by the scriptures. No, you can't. There's no strong believer like that. You need the church. You need the pastor. You need the community of faith. You need the Bible. You need fellowship. You need prayer. You cannot go and hide and read the Bible and come out strong. No, it doesn't work like that. Are you here? So when you become born again, you are justified 100%. You don't need to work to be justified. You are born again justified. But you are not perfect. You know how you are struggling, even as a Christian, even as a chorister, even as an intercessor. Only you know something between you and your God. Hey, between you and your God. Only God knows. But that doesn't mean that you are not justified before him. You are not perfect. But through the sanctification of the spirit, we strive to attain the ideal holiness in the Lord. It is the spirit of God that will help you to stay in the Lord and in the path of righteousness. Are you following me? So I'm going to show you two people that Jesus witnessed to and then I wrap up my sermon with that. Two people that Jesus witnessed to. So the woman at the well and then Nicodemus. So move me to John chapter 4 verse 1 to 26. I'm not reading it because of time. So this was a woman, the Samaritan woman, who hasn't heard of her before. Let me see. If you have not, I'll read it. Okay, so this woman was standing by the well. And Jesus, the Bible says in the verse 3 or so that Jesus had need to pass through Samaria. So when Jesus was on assignment, and in June, there are some people God has prepared for you and I to win them into the kingdom. And may you not be the reason why those people will not be born again. Yeah, so Jesus passed through and met this woman at the well. And Jesus said, Charlie, can you give me water to take? And the woman said, ah, no. I'm a Samaritan, you're a Jew. We don't have anything in common. I cannot give you water. We don't interact. And Jesus said, if you know who I am that I'm asking you, you will give me. And you see, if I give you this water I have, you will not test again. And then the woman said, how can you? Because you don't have anything to drink. He said, hey, the water I give to you to spring in you unto it, eternal life. And the woman said, give me, I need that water. So Jesus meets this woman and then begins to interact with this woman. He didn't start with, are you born again? When you die, will you go to heaven? Where are you going when you die? No, Jesus just casually, Charlie, I'm thirsty. Go feed, give me water. When you go for evangelism, don't go with your own methodology. Allow the spirit of the Lord to minister. Sometimes you meet the person eating Tuzafi. I say, hey, Charlie. Boys, boys, Tuzafi, penny. Let me meet Oh, Charlie, brah, brah. Or when you go and you may, maybe you are a Man City fan and you meet somebody in Chelsea. Just. Say, hey, it's a monster, you know. 
Then you start the conversation. You meet a student, gold track or red track or black track, I don't know. You meet the person in town, you are like, hey, Namaba, how was school? How was, how, how was it? Could you write two exams? When are you going back? Okay, when you went to school, what, like, like what happened? How was class? Do you people have social life? You see, you have to, you have to start from somewhere. I was telling them in the first service how yesterday we went to a shop and whilst we were evangelizing to the person, someone came, a customer came with someone selling share butter and they wanted to interrupt what we were doing. The woman saw that we were evangelizing but she didn't care. And you must not get angry when people don't receive you. Even Jesus, his own people said they should crucify him. You, you went and they didn't smile to you, you are angry. And me, pa, when I greeted them, they didn't mind me. Even Jesus, when they put him there, he and Barabbas, a criminal and a murderer, the people said, we want Barabbas. Kill Jesus. You, you went, they even insulted you. Charismatic, for more peace, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Then you are bored. Eh? May the Lord deal with you. Look at the oil on my head may he speak against you look at you <laughs> I remember one day went to Winston we were preaching at dawn and somebody early morning flame bra on my face hey that one when you are washing with water it doesn't go it's like a mortar on your face I didn't ask you to imagine anything. <laughs> Some of you are still imagining. And that day we were preaching about the last call. It could be your last call with my beloved brother. It could be your last call. This may be the last message you are hearing. And there was a man there. I remember I told my brother, there was somebody there. This will be your last call. They were joking that night. They were swimming in the pool in Katanga. And I don't know what he went to do, whether he went to steal somebody, and they beat him to death in the pool. He died. I know him because I went to Peter's with him. So when you go for evangelism, don't have your own strategy. Allow the Holy Spirit to inspire you to speak to the person. It's not always you go and you are quoting scriptures. Don't raise this thing. They don't know scripture. Some of them, you go and meet them and they are Christian and they start preaching to you. You listen to them. Don't get angry. Just listen to them. And not every soul you meet that is not born again. Some of them must be encouraged. Some of them must be restored. Some of them must return back. So some of them, but don't go and the Bible says in this, they don't actually recognize the Bible as God's word. So what are you quoting? So you should have read it and know how to put it in a contextualized form to speak in the normal language. Don't go and say, and thou shall receive power. Say with me. Power. <laughs> One evangelism. You've turned into a revival service at Accra Sports Stadium. <laughs> and ye shall live it forever. Please. Keep it simple. 
and allow the Holy Spirit to work. Now Jesus was talking. This is a woman who, who might not have had any spiritual encounter for months. But while she was talking, give me what I won't give you. And, and, and the woman kept talking. But Jesus did not concentrate on her questions. He was still navigating to where he wanted to bring the woman. The woman was in her traditions because she was standing by the well of Jacob. And said, we don't have a day. But Jesus did not look at that barrier. Don't look at the outward appearance of the person. Allow the, if God can use Paul. Saul, Saul was killing Christians, but God did not kill him. Don't think that all the people you say, die, 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 don't die. Because God wants to use them. They have decided not to listen to God, but God has a time for them. And when that time comes, God will call them and use them. So some of the die will die and some of the die will live. But maybe you still have to pray the die. <laughs> some of them won't die Saul was killing Christians Christians he would enter into a church like I'm preaching they come and catch me go the next time here uh, pastor is dead killing church leaders but one day he was angry he was going to another church I pray in the name of Jesus the enemy that killed your father when he attempted to come for you may the angel of the Lord cut off their head I said, may the angel of the Lord arrest them by fire. He didn't know that that church, you cannot touch them. Any man that rises up against this church, may the Lord arrest that man. Yeah. And the Lord striked him and he fell. He said, you will see how I use you. The way he used Paul, he made them beat him three times. Three times, save one. He was saying it. They beaten me three times. Three th 39 lashes. Save one. Because that one, if they added it, they should have killed me. They beat him and they throw him over the walls of city. Persecution. Like the, the person who came to steal our instrument in the classroom. Every day I prayed that prayer on him. That God should locate him and use him. But make him so far in the ministry. How can you come and steal all our equipment? God, please call him. And give him persecutions. <laughs> persecutions. Oh, yeah, parents come and preach, come and steal everything. Speak a mic and you let matches sticks. I'm praying in my house. I pray for him. Whoever that and, and the person came to steal our television, stood on the altar, pulpit, and took it. I said, Lord, don't kill them, we'll call them into ministry and let them face persecutions. Pastors don't forget things easily. So let's 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 go on. So Jesus, I'm wrapping up in five seven minutes. Jesus moved to Nicodemus in um, John chapter, is it 3? Verse 1 to 3. Is it 3? As you think so. John chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. So there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, 
We know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God is with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. So when Jesus was talking to the woman, he used 26 verses to bring her to the point of salvation. But when he met the Pharisee, Nicodemus was a Pharisee, he knew the Bible back to back. He could quote the scriptures. But when he met him, Jesus didn't mean well. In three verses, he said, you must be born again, else you won't enter into the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus began to inquire, how can a man who is old as me be born again? And then Jesus brought him to that point. Evangelism is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not by might. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. And whoever you are, whatever you do, whatever you think you are, how low you think you are, as long as you yield yourself to the Lord, the Lord will use you to reach you to another person. You see, it is not, your experience is enough to win someone. You encounter experience with the Lord. Where were you before God brought you here? It's a message. It's a whole sermon. It's a book. It's a message that somebody, you are not perfect. In fact, you are not perfect. God only knows what you did yesterday. But in the sight of God, the price of the blood of Jesus has set you apart into the kingdom of light. And that, so you don't go and tell somebody, stop sinning and come to church. The person cannot stop sinning. If the person can stop sinning, he doesn't need Jesus. Are you in church? So don't go to and go and do evangelism and say, sorry. If the person can stop fornicating, you think that Jesus will have to come and die. It is when you introduce Jesus into your life and he begins to work on you that one day he will see that there's a better food than what you were eating. A lot of evangelists by the road, they have spoiled the work of God. They'll be preaching. Women should cover their hair before they come to church. Women shouldn't wear trousers. Women using makeup will go to hell. Ignorance at the highest level. But they that they are preaching, when they die, even men, men, when they die, they do their makeup. Are you here? Oh yeah, when you die, they'll do your makeup. Bear your makeup. Come on, come on, come on. That is not the gospel. The gospel is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him will not praise. The gospel is that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You can share the gospel. You can reach out to the sinner. Last thing I'll say is that in our days, I want to ask you how many people have come to you to say that show me the way to God? How many? Not many. You won't get anybody to come to you and say, I want to be born again. Only few in your whole life, you can get maybe one or two. 
and they are in the class of Nicodemus. Nicodemus had to move in the night because they shouldn't see a Pharisee going to ask a man who has not been to the school of the Pharisees. He sneaked in the night to Jesus because something was worrying him. When he sees how God was using Jesus and he compares it to his theology, he realized that his theology was wrong. He wanted the right. So Jesus already knew that the Holy Spirit had already worked on his heart. There are many people I encounter, even in church. I don't look at you physically. Your physical appearance doesn't make sense to me. What makes sense to me is your spiritual maturation. How you are advancing. There are many of you, I mean, you are into many things. You are battling with many things. But if a man is battling with something, it doesn't mean that he is not. Are you here with me? You can be here, you can laugh at the president. Maybe he's sitting down and maybe he's sleeping. And you are laughing. He's still the president. Are you here with me? I mean, me, I'm a pastor. Maybe I'm preaching and I'm using R and L. Priest, can you shout, priest? Can you crap your hands? Can you are laughing? Can you crap your hands? Priest, can you crap? Crap very loud, very loud, crap very loud. And you are sitting there, you are shouting, but you are laughing. You say, hey, Charlie. This, man, this pastor, I love him, but this RNL thing is whether you laugh or not, I'm still the pastor. So, when a Christian is struggling with something, it doesn't change his, his identity. He's battling through something. But one day, one day, one day, one day, as he endures, the Holy Ghost will work the glory of God in his life. I pray that when you step out there, you will not look at people physically but you will know no man after the flesh. And I gave them the story of how I was working in a place about 12 or 13 years ago. No, more than 15 years ago. I was working with the president medical team. And in this company, one day I went to work and there was this guy who was coming to work, but he fell after climbing the stairs. He fell down. In the morning, around 7.30, I used to earn 350 Ghana City and I used to take three cars to work. By the 20th, then you are trusting God with tongues. I understand what you are going through. Zula, pada, duga, kata. Poverty is making you speak strange tongues. Hu, 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 katata. Hu, kapatayas. You take your phone. God prophetically. As was declared. And my news is coming. My news is coming. Hunger. It's hunger prayer. <laughs> you let me finish. <laughs> Today I wanted to close exactly on time. But you let me add five minutes. Because now I want to close on time. Yeah, I'm determined. So when the guy fell and he came. He said. Mr. Nyaku, that time I was not a pastor, he said, help me. So I helped him to the office. And he said, he said I, I, felt, I said, what happened to you? He said, then he said, is something wrong with me? I said, maybe there's something wrong with you. That's why he fell. Because he won't fall when... Then I began to ask him, so are you okay? Maybe God is telling you something. Maybe you have to start taking God serious. I don't want to mention his name. You have to start taking God serious. These things are not normal. You have never fallen in... Have you fallen in your life before? No! No, I have not. Say so yes, you have to take God serious. 
By this kind of life, Charlie, if I start to go to church, I'm not going to do some things. And I need school fees. They've, they've, I, I've deferred three times. The fourth one means that I'm canceling the course. I said, okay, don't worry. I'll call some people. And that time I was in Calvary Temple. And I called, called some people, including Victor. I called some people. We put down school fees, thousand something. And we, we took his number. <laughs> we took the account number. We don't, we don't give money. Maybe I have to teach it someday. Somebody is hungry. You give him money to go and do it. You chop. So we paid it directly. He went. He graduated. He was a rasta man. The next day he came after the encounter. He has cut the hair. Cut it. And up to tomorrow, he graduated. He has become a pastor. He is married with two children. He didn't go back. The gospel is real. But the way we present it is what causes us to lose people. Don't judge people when you go for evangelism. Don't go and fight over common sense movement. Lucifer has been dead since Genesis chapter 1. God has no plan for him. He has been there. False religions have come. Their founders have died and gone. And they even have more people. Yes, they said, let the wheat and the tares grow together. Don't waste your time fighting the tares. Spend your time growing the wheat. Let the wheat be many. Because at the same time, one day, there will be judgment. Don't go and argue a hey, common sense. This, this, this. God is not there. This one is not there. Okay. Preach your gospel and allow the Holy Ghost to convict them. Amen. 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 Many people are like the woman by the way. We have to go to them. I want you to rise up on your feet and lift your two hands and talk to God. Lord, if I have denied myself your usage, forgive me. Let the guilt conscience leave you. When you walk in the guilt conscience, you cannot reach out. But pray that Lord, I receive the power. I receive the enablement of the spirit. Lift your two hands and talk to God. I receive the strength of the Lord. The boldness. As the Holy Spirit to fill you up. It can be at the workplace. Somebody might have a broken heart from the boyfriend or the girlfriend. Somebody may be having a turbulent marriage. The little counsel you give. May the Holy Ghost use your words. Somebody may look at your life for a long time and say, I want to be like this man. I pray for you that the aroma of Christ will smell around you. That you will not judge people by the way they look. But you will speak the words of grace in the name of Jesus. May the love of God fill our hearts. May we love people. May the gospel have an expression through our lives. Holy Spirit baptize us with a passion for souls. In Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord turn into an effective soul winner by the power of the Holy Spirit. Give the Lord a clap offering someone.
message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.